Hi, I'm Pete Smith, Director for the Centre for Disability Employment Research and Practice. In today's podcast, I wanted to explore the idea of social enterprise as a pathway to providing social and economic inclusion for people with disability, or for that matter, anybody with a disability, or rather barrier to employment. Um, in early 2017, uh, Professor Keith McVilly from Melbourne University and myself uh, conducted some research into the successful application of social enterprise models in Australia. We went out and we chose a number of successful social enterprises that were in different parts of Australia in order to account for things like uh, geography and the environment. So during this research, what we were able to determine was that there were, you could say, 12 characteristics that we documented that constitute a social enterprise. And these were defining the business, why a social enterprise, careers, the use of customised employment, a micro-enterprise model, the qualifications of management, having board support, the place of government funding, the idea of innovation in niche enterprises, uh, beneficiaries working in the enterprise, award wages and government and external verification. What we found when we def- looking at defining the business was that in all of these businesses, they were hybrid entities in that their foundation had both a strong sense of mission and a commercially viable business model. Um, some of the participants made quotes such as, their business is a for-purpose organisation offering benefits to the wider community. Another one offered, in a couple of words, a profit-for-purpose entity. In essence, they were essentially for-purpose or mission-led community organisations that were intentionally run at a profit. Why did they use a social enterprise? Well, they felt that a social enterprise provided the benefit of the individual, and it was evident that they were intended to provide opportunity and pathways rather than simply activities or long-term placements. There was a common underpinning philosophy in these social enterprises. That was that the beneficiaries of the enterprise should be working in the enterprise rather than as passive recipients of a service. The idea of careers and creating career opportunities was raised by a number of participants. They highlighted that a career simply isn't defined by the number of days of work a week that a person works in the business, but that they are contributing and working in their own enterprise is to be considered the defining feature. Customised enterprise employment, sorry. All of them used a customised employment framework for developing their career opportunities. Um, You can have a look at our other podcasts to find out more details on customised employment. Microenterprise was a defining feature uh, of the employment pathway, which one organisation described as that the person, the owner, is benefiting, they're feeling it, they're making a contribution, they're proud of their efforts, they're enjoying the challenge by the labours of their love, and I suppose, and hopefully... They're making a little bit of extra cash. All of the micro-enterprises had what could be described as a micro-board overseeing them or other terms used were self-directed support corporations, self-directed collectives and enterprise management groups. And an enterprise management group is essentially charged of the responsibility for making sure the enterprise is doing well for the person so that the owner is actually benefiting from what's happening. The qualification of management popped up and that all of the organisations we visited 
that management had at least undergraduate qualifications. But importantly, what they said was that having the business acumen to run a business, because that's what a social enterprise is, but also having social awareness so that you can actually make a difference to the people that are marginalised or vulnerable or just need an opportunity to participate in mainstream employment. Board support, that was an absolute must for all of them. Everybody pretty much said the same thing, and that was that in order to enable a social enterprise to work, you've got to have a lot of faith and you've got to take a lot of risks. Clearly, board support for taking risks, coupled with staff that both have the attributes and person-centeredness and a business acumen are essential to succeed. You needed to pay close attention to also the organisational structure and the recruitment processes, including the recruitment of boards and management who are essentially volunteers. When you look at the place of government funding, most of them said that the government really didn't have a place. They were essentially funding their micro-enterprises from private philanthropy, although they did point out that they weren't averse to sourcing government um, for strategic purposes. And as I said, you know, if, if the government is offering educational employment money, then you need to tap into that. And obviously the government provides it in a number of areas uh, through the NICE program in Australia for people that want to establish their own uh, enterprise. Innovation and forward thinking uh, was a characteristics which they defined as a constant view towards the future. It was a hallmark of these social enterprises, coupled with the focus on developing niche markets for the business as drivers for success. Um, these were really important um, points to consider. Almost all of the social enterprises that we've looked at, and certainly the micro-enterprises, they occupied niches. In other words, they found something in the community, a need that wasn't being met, and these organisations filled it. The beneficiaries of the enterprise should be working. Um, they talked about the idea that the businesses need to be innovative and the function of that, that, that defined niche. It was a driver uh, for society's changing attitudes around people with disability uh, much like the receipt of a full award wage uh, and its impact on an individual. We talk about award wages. They talked about the intrinsic benefits of working in enterprises, and that was the receipt of a full wage. Uh, it was a key feature of those enterprises which seek to address the social and psychological well-being of other employees as well as the economic well-being. It's the intention and a high priority to address the economic well-being that distinguishes social enterprises from existing Australian disability enterprises. The receipt of an award wage was a recurring theme in much of the discussion of the discussion with the social enterprise participants. The prevailing attitude was one that if the person's going to work in the business, they should be in receipt of a full award wage and the conditions attached to that wage. Governance and external verification popped up. Uh, they certainly felt it was necessary uh, for good governments. Um, I don't think there's any way we can question that good governance isn't important. So what do we find? Well, the findings revealed a range of employment outcomes that can be achieved by community-based organisations which adopt the social enterprise for their corporate structure and everyday operations. I think one of the, the, the writers I would put to that is what we don't want to see is what we have in the past where organisations simply change their name or mode of operation. In other words, if much like shelter workshops became ADEs and people will argue that they're different, but they're not. And we're starting to see now a lot of ADEs changing their name to social enterprises. But realistically, unless 
the people working in the business are receiving a full award wage, just the same as everybody else, not a piece rate, a full award wage, then it's not a social enterprise. It's just a simulated work setting. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say about um, social enterprises. Why don't you join the discussion? If you'd like to uh, email us, you can do that at info.cderp.com.au. Go to our Facebook page, uh, the CDERP Facebook page, or our website. Um, Thanks for listening.